presents Welcome to episode 13 of I Dream of Cameras, the podcast about cameras and camera collecting, brought to you by the gang at the Sunny 16 Podcast. My name is Jeff Greenstein. And my name is Gabe Sachs. Welcome. Still. <laughs> 13. I know we say this every time we start an episode, but 13 has a special significance to those of us in the television business. What is it, Gabe? Yes, it does. It really is. You've completed your first order or your first sort of season. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal yeah. to get to 13 because you feel like if you got into 13, then they're going to hopefully order more shows. But you never know. Yeah. And you have to decide, are you going to pick up the writers? Are you right. going to renew the options on all the actors? In this case, that decision belongs to Graham and Sunny 16. Yes. About whether they're going to pick up our options. So, gang. <laughs> Please vote for us if there's any type of voting vote situation. Yeah, we should have a 900 number like on American Idol. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Please renew us. Please renew us. Yes. So, we have a special episode. As you know, we've been screwing with the format for the last several weeks. I am so excited about this one. <laughs> In the first half... We are going to be helping Gabe purge his camera collection. He has many, many more cameras than I do, and we are going to sort through them. And I'll get more into that in a minute. In the second half, we have an interview with Danielle Robleski, known on Instagram as Girl With Too Many Cameras, who not only has too many cameras and is quite a skilled photographer in her own right, but is the most interviewed woman on the internet. Ever. It's amazing. Ever. Yeah. And so we really dug deep to ask Danielle questions she had possibly never been asked before. It was very fun. Did you fun. agree, Gabe? It was very fun, and she was totally up for it, so it was awesome. Yeah, she's awesome, and that's coming up in the back half of today's show. But first, The dun, Purge. Dun, dun. So I have posted a picture of my very neatly organized <laughs> camera shelf on Instagram. I have approximately 45 to 50 cameras. Nice. Immaculately maintained, perfect. Dusted every week, yes. Used often, right? I sense, Mister Sachs, it's slightly different for you. It's slightly different, meaning it's so different, and it's way different, and it's insanely <laughs> different because I have um, too many cameras that I don't use, and they are not pristinely displayed at all. I use as many as I can. Uh, on shoots, but there are always some that stay on those shelves, and and it's time to sort of uh, thin them out. Even though I am sure that when I do thin them out, I will be upset that I sold a camera that I should have kept because it happens well, every I'm time. I'm going to be ruthless. Yeah, I you am are going to be ruthless. Yep. I have forced Gabe to dig every camera out of every cardboard box. <laughs> I feel he has resisted. I have. But, <laughs> yes, but what I am going to do. <laughs> The working title for this episode was Marie Nikondo. <laughs> I am going to turn Marie Kondo and force Gabe to confront Marie Kondo's four essential questions that she asks you to ask yourself when deciding whether to hold on to an item. And I won't preview what those are. We'll just hit them on the fly. Gabe, oh, are you ready? Boy. I'm ready. I'm nervous. Very nervous. I feel nervous. like you maybe need a shot of scotch before I, we begin. I'm ser this is seriously, it is, uh, this is terrifying. All right, Gabe, pick up the first camera. Okay. Uh, okay. Here. He can't even do it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Okay. Here Describe is the first what camera. what you have in your hand. That looks like a twin lens reflex. This is a there? Roloflex TLR 2.82. See the embarrassing thing about this whole thing? There are going to be cameras that I pick up. That I couldn't even tell you where they're from or what they are. Okay. So this will be fun. Okay, this is the 2.8 E2. I shoot a majority of my portraits um, with this camera. It's from 1959, and it's the first TLR I ever bought. And it's been serviced by Oceanside Camera Pair, Harry Fleener. And yeah. I put a bright screen in it, and it's uh, I love it. Oh, you're trying to prejudice the judges yes. by talking about all the time <laughs> and heart you have invested in this thing. But Marie Kondo does not care. Oh, no, she does not. Marie Nikondo asks the following questions. Yes. What purpose did the item fulfill? It fulfilled the very first time that I, I wanted one of these cameras forever, and it took me a long time to find one in working condition that was in the price range I was looking for. 
And it did everything it was supposed to do. So it really fulfilled everything. Hmm. Marine Icondo asks, Yes. Do I have a set home for this item? Yes, I do have a set home. What What is that? It's, is it the rolling cart next to you with 50 it's, other cameras in it's it? It's actually usually in my bag and comes with me a lot. See, this is okay, sad right. because That's I good. knew this That's camera good. I'd be able to win. I'd be able to fight for. Yeah, I know. You started with I that. I started with this. Marie Nikondo. Yes. The third question is, this, now they start to get abstract. The third question is, am I showing enough gratitude toward the item? Which I think means, are you using it? Yes, and I am it? using this. I'm enjoying it. And I, I love it. I do. Okay. Does it spark joy? We know that that is Marie Defin- Kondo's essential And Marie Nikondo asked the same thing. Right. It's true. It, it oh, right. absolutely sparks joy. All right. And I'm going to ask a fifth question. Yes. Which is, how many multiples of that camera do you have? Well, I only have one of this model. <gasps> okay. See? All right. We're going to put that in the keep pile. I got I, you so there. far, Marie is oh, not succeeding. He gets to keep. I get to keep it. We get to keep that one. Pull the next one. Okay. We're going to pick up the beat here. Okay, here we go. Because now you know how it's going to go. Yeah. What is that? This is uh, <laughs> this is a Roloflex 2.8F. 2.8F. So that is a later model than the E2. Yes. It has a little more snaz. I believe it has a coupled exposure meter. Uh, yeah, here we go. The 2.8F is one of the most prized of the Roloflex Greenland reflexes, but Marie Kondo does not care. No, Marie Kondo does not care. What purpose did that item fulfill? Getting another one. (laughs) Gabe. (laughs) I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. I know it's going to fail. But this is one of those that I traded my Leica M8 for. (sighs) For this and another camera. (laughs) And because I really wanted it, and the M8 was not fulfilling anything except what okay. we call yeah. a headache. Did you get that before or after the previous one? The what? What's the difference? Did, did you get that before or after? I bought the this after. One? Oh, Gabe. Okay. And this is I from nineteen. 19- what were you going to say? This is, from, this is way later than the other one. This was from nineteen sixty. Yeah, way later. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a set home for this item? Yes, I do. What is that home? I I use this rarely. <laughs> Aha, that leads me to question three. Are you showing enough gratitude no, toward your 2.8? I'm not. No. I'll be honest with you. Does it spark joy? It's in your hands it right does now. Spark Marie joy. Often, she often holds them to her chest. Yes, it and does really spark joy and is is um it's one of my favorites. But I haven't used it enough. <laughs> I think we're gonna put that in the B pile. Oh, that goes in no, pile. This is B. the baby pile. Okay. The B pile. Yeah. Okay. There's gonna. I don't know. I'm making this up as I go along. Next item. Next item. Oh my god. He Gabe <laughs> is picking up. Each one looks exactly like the last one. Stop. Okay. It. It's not true. What do you have there? It's not. What true. What do you have there? This is one I can't. I see. This is really sad. This is. I also put a bright screen in this. Um, mm. This is a Roloflex, another 2.8 Plan R. I have no idea the model because I okay. think it has an issue with the shutter. <gasps> an issue of not sparking enough joy? No. It, well, we'll get to that. Yes, okay. What purpose does this item fulfill? It really doesn't fulfill any. It just fulfills oh. that it's it's a it's another 2.8 and mm. uh I have it in case the other 2.8 goes down. No, no, no. <laughs> do you have a set home for this item? No, I don't have a set. No, you do not. Are you showing enough gratitude? Have you even shot with this one? Yes, I have shot with this one. All right, and it was fine, but I couldn't. T- I couldn't even tell you. I can't even remember. This is the problem. But I no, love. No, no, don't worry about that. That's my problem, <laughs> not yours. <laughs> does it spark joy? It does spark joy. Let's look at it. It looks just like the other ones. Look They're all joyful. To... It's beautiful. That is going in the F pile. No. I'm sorry. You can do whatever you want after this. You don't have to abide by what Marie tells okay, you to do. Okay, it's going in an F pile. All right. Okay. Next. I do love Marie. Marie is ruthless. She, she actually helped me learn how to I learned how to fold shirts and everything. Yeah. Okay. Marie so, Nikondo has no mercy. Right. The Nikondo is what the it, problem. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you have there? This is a Roloflex 3.5F from 1958. Oh, I have that. Oh, no, I have a 3.5E. 
So uh, 3.5F, like the 2.8F, is one of the more prized. Yes. After that only comes the GX, which nobody wants because yes. it's not a real Rolly. Okay. And this one is Brocan. Oh. What purpose did this item fulfill? <laughs> this item fulfilled that I didn't really have a 3.5. I only, And it's much lighter than the 2.8. And I I wanted to shoot with it, and I loved it when I got it. It shot great. It wasn't, of course, you know, because I don't get mint condition stuff, so the meter wasn't working, and a lot of the mm -hmm. stuff wasn't working. But I love the pictures I got out of it, and uh, the issue is the shutter went down. Does the 3.5 lens render appreciably better, worse, or different than the 2.8? To me, it's different. It gives mm -hmm. a different feel. Is it a feel. Tess planar instead of a tessar? Is that what it is? This is a planar, yeah, instead of a Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love the planar on my Rolly SL350. But do you have a set home for this item? Yes. This one This one, I, I used <laughs> until it went down. Do you see how hard this is going to be for you? Yes, it's hard. <laughs> it's torture. It's supposed to be. Does it spark joy? Wait, no. Are you, sh are you showing enough gratitude toward this item? In Definitely other words, not, because long... I would have fixed it. Yeah. I would That's have fixed it. That's what I was it. just going to say. Yeah. You would have fixed it. Yeah. Does it spark joy? Yep. It's very sad. Are you going to say that about every single one? Well, I'm trying everything I can to keep my cameras, but I'm, I'm, I need to thin them out. There's 17 cameras and we're only on one section, Jeff. This is the sad part. Uh, Marie says, <laughs> that goes in the F pile. Oh, Marie. It doesn't work, Gabe. It I know, work. but I have to get it fixed one day. Okay, well, that's a different issue. We're going to talk about that in a bit. Next camera. Next camera. <laughs> These are all TLRs. You're blowing my mind. Yeah, because we're just on the TLR section. Oh, my um, God. Okay, what is this? Okay, this is a Rolacord. Ah. This is an oldie but goodie that only triggers. This is from 1955. It's a Rolacord 5. Uh, I don't know much about the Rolacord other than that sort of is to the Rolaflex what the Nikomat is to the Nikon, if I'm that's, not mistaken. That's a good way to put it. What lens is on that roller cord? This is going to be a uh, a Schneider 3.5. Zinar. Zinar. Okay. Yeah. And now, okay. now for the big reveal. What? It doesn't work either. What purpose does this item fulfill? None. But I, I, just, Do you have... I don't have a roller cord. <laughs> and I feel like I see a photographer who takes unbelievable pictures on a roller cord. I'm going, I got to try a roller cord. So I I'm going to the... get to something in a minute, Yeah, which is going to... Okay, we'll get to it. Do you have a set home for this item? No. <laughs> this is Gabe is in so much pain right now. I wish you guys could see this. It's the worst. Do you have a home for it? No. <laughs> Are you showing enough gratitude, Gabe? It doesn't work. Definitely not. I'm, and I'm de It's so funny because I'm desperately here for those who, of you who can't see through your podcast. Um <laughs> I'm desperately pushing the button over and over again, hoping that it magically comes to life and it's going to work so I could keep the camera. Uh, but it's not. So um, Does it spark joy? This doesn't spark joy. This I'm going to have to... Uh, okay. I, I, have another, I had another question I was going to ask, but, but since you have... You've kind of put that in the F pile yourself. Yeah, I'm putting it in the F pile. Yeah. All right, okay. there it goes. Okay. Next, it look, it's, see, it's getting easier, Gabe. The Novocaine is starting to take effect. You're barely feeling it now. Okay, and this is a 1939 <gasps> Rollacord 2 M4. <laughs> you oh. like how I questioned that? Because I. Yeah. So pretty. Oh, I like the front of that. I one. like how this That's looks. Special. Yeah, it's special. I got this okay. at a garage sale, and it. It's lovely. Yeah. Okay. Um, what purpose does that item fulfill? This has absolutely n nothing but decorative purpose because I've never shot oh, with it. Wait, wait. That that's. <laughs> I'm not going to let you play that card very often, but that is a purpose. That is. It's, do you have it's, a home for that item? In other words, if it is decor, yes, I it, do, is it being seen? I honestly do have an item uh, for this one. I okay. mean, I have a home. Are sorry. You, <laughs> are you showing it enough gratitude? In other words, is it on display if that is its purpose? Yes, but it's on display with the other 17 TLRs that are in there. I don't mean is it in the back of the shelf where only tall people like me can see it. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty much where it is. But I, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say I'm going to, well, you really can't see much through it. It's one of those cameras oh. that is so dark. <laughs> Oh no! 
Um, is it sparking joy right now? No, it's not sparking it? joy at all. I'm going to say, because that is pretty, put that in the B pile for now. Okay. For now. Okay. We're going to show a little mercy. It's in the B. The real Marie would give you no such quarter. Right. Next. Oh, next. What do you know? It's a Rolleiflex. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's yet and which another Rolleiflex. So, okay. So this is... Do you know how many people are screaming in agony right now? <laughs> well... That you have... How many have we counted off? Five or six of them so far? We're not even done yet. There's there's eight of them. But okay, there's... Which, but which... you have to remember that a couple of them don't work. A few of them don't work. Okay. So this is a 1958 3.5C Rolleiflex. Ooh. Uh, Planar okay. lens. This brings me joy. This is the camera that... I brought into a camera repair shop. Let's just say that. <laughs> and uh, I said, you know what? It needs a CLA. I'm sure it needs a CLA on and on. So I was expecting a few hundred dollar repair. Oh, dear. And it needed absolutely everything. So it was about $975. <gasps> oh, jeez. Now, I got this camera for $200. Oh, and now gosh. I know why. So, Are we in the uh, sunk cost fallacy? Is this a Vietnam scenario? No, I think this is a camera that I really wanted, so I was willing to mm. take the hit on it. And but now, you know, so it's it's like eleven hundred, twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, well, that's it. what I was going to say. The sunk cost fallacy is yeah. you've got so much money in it, you can't seem to give it up. Right. But exactly. what purpose does it fulfill? Uh, this I do shoot with. So this this I shoot with oh. sometimes when I bring I bring it out with the 2.8. But the angering oh, okay. thing about this entire show, which I'm really regretting that I even said we should do this show, <laughs> is the fact that I'm realizing that this and the other camera are the only two that I really use a lot. So that's upsetting. Oh. But anyway. Well, we're getting... Let's okay. continue this You have a home fun. for that item. This is the C. Do you have a set home for that yes, item? Yes, I do have a set home for this item. This is usually in my camera bag. Uh, you said you you do shoot with it. Are you showing enough gratitude toward the item, i.e., shoot? Definitely, with it? definitely. Okay, I so do, I do then shoot you it. it does. Would you say that it sparks joy? Yes, this definitely sparks joy. I mean, it probably works great if you invested that much money. Right. Eight. <laughs> put that in the A pile. You may okay. keep that one for now. Says Marie. Okay. Thank you, Marie. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. I feel like I am not saying Marie Nikondo enough. I'm so proud of that pun. I know. And is... I feel like I just got to say it a few well, more we times. We love Nikon. Um, yes. Okay. okay, next. This is a Rolleiflex. I cannot believe okay, so that th we're only in the Rolleiflex section. We're 20 minutes into this podcast. <laughs> okay, this is a 1949 3.5C. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Okay, go on. I, I mean, I'm going to fight for this one, but just crazy because now there's five cameras that I've lost, and I'm not so upset about it. I realize if I have three yeah. great ones, yeah, there you go. There That's you see? see, look what you're doing. I'm learning. What purpose does the item fulfill? Uh, this is this is the backup to the uh, the one that I oh, spent uh, a what lot of money what? for. Yeah, because I'm convinced that if one breaks, I need to have a backup. So this is the backup. Do you have a set home for that item? I do have a set home. So this stays in front with the 2.8 okay. E and the 3.5. I, I, I'm not going to interrogate the question of a backup because uh, that is not something that I do. But are you showing enough gratitude toward the item? No, I'm not. But occasionally Wait, I show it, enough gratitude. Does it spark joy? Yes, it does spark joy. I'm going to tell you to put that in the B pile. Okay, B pile. Great. And let me tell you why. Yes. Because as I see you with your unimaginable riches of Roloflexes, I think of the poor student who just wants the chance to be Vivian Meyer. She's 22. I she's get it. seen the Vivian Meyer documentary, and she's desperate to get her hands on a vintage Roly TLR. And little does she know that Gabe Sachs has hoarded them all. Well, the thing is, over the years, it's like I've gotten one for $150. I've, I've never spent a lot. I've either traded or yeah. I've spent, I think the most I've spent on a Rolofex is $300. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, so I have always That's traded or I've got garage sales or on and on. So I've not been, yes, there are a lot of them, but they're, you know, not, okay. not none of them are mint. Next one. 
I see you reaching for something that might not be a Rolleiflex. Oh, wait. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is the Minolta Autocord. Ooh, that's pretty. Isn't that okay, nice? Okay, the Minolta Autocord. We finally have left the Rolleiflex aisle. We have left the Rolleiflex aisle. world, yes. Uh, what purpose did that item fulfill? Is that, wait, that Autocord, okay. Yes. What purpose did that item fulfill? So what happened is I had my Rolleiflex at the camera show in Pasadena, that 2.80, and I was walking around with it, and a guy came up to me photographer I'd met a couple times and he says uh you know about the Minolta Autocord I said I know nothing about it he just shook his head did he use that drug dealer voice that you just used (laughs) said you know about crack (laughs) you know (laughs) you know about that uh Autocord thing buddy (laughs) and I said no and he was like uh uh, he just shook his head he goes takes just as good pictures as your little dandy camera over there and I said, really? And he goes, yeah, he was like, he goes. Uh, did he step out of the 30s? Did he actually step <laughs> yes, out he of did. the 30s? Yes, he did. Um, and he was on my shoulder. It was weird. So um, I said, really? And he goes, yeah. He, so he takes out his phone and he shows me all these unbelievable mm. pictures that he took. And he says, you should hunt one down. So I looked and I looked and I found one on Craigslist. Wasn't a lot yeah. of money. I took some pictures with it. I thought it was fantastic. It did give a different oh, okay. look than the than the Rolleiflex, um, and that uh, happened eight years ago. What purpose does this item fulfill? <laughs> it. Uh, I'm going to answer it the same way. This happened eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's been mm. um, it's been off the shelf eight years ago and today. <laughs> Gabe. Do you have a set home for this item, which is admittedly quite beautiful? Um, I have a set home. It's on my shelf. It's just not, uh, you know what I mean. Are you showing enough gratitude? Zero towards... gratitude or affection. How about the joy? Does it spark joy? It does spark joy when I look at the design of it. I think it's sort of uh, an interesting, cool machine. To the F pile it goes. Oh, oh. Marie Nikondo has no mercy. Marie Nikondo is not... Look, he's running out of space to put the F cameras. I know. That's really, really sad. Wait, stay on mic, my buddy. What's next? Okay, Okay. sorry. (laughs) This is a Mamiya C330 Professional. Mm, This this is the camera I want you to give me. I love. Okay, go ahead. And and you will be using it whenever you want. Um... This uh, gives me a... Okay, so go. you ask me the questions and I'll tell you why. What purpose does the item fulfill? So this is great for portraits because I can get closer than yeah. my Rolleiflex and uh, the lenses are spectacular and I have a bunch of lenses for it. And this one I just wow. used the other day and uh, uh, I love it. Okay. It's heavy. You have a set home for the item? I do have a set home. Are you showing enough gratitude? I mean, you said you just shot with it. so Yes, I show gratitude, and it fits in one of my 652 bags, so it's right. uh, I'm, I'm able to use uh, it. Does it spark joy? Definitely. This is a good one. Okay, a pile. I mean, I'm not going to make you get rid of that one, <laughs> but when you pick up the one next to it that's exactly the same camera, I no. might have a different. Oh, okay. What's this? This is a completely different camera. It's that's the a Mimia C220. C220. We've talked about this. Tell what are the differences between those two cameras? Um, do you do you think I'm gonna tell you? <laughs> I'm. Gonna, do you think I'm gonna know? Um, they take the same lenses. Uh, mm. It is operates the same situation. Just oh, this one has Gabe. a broken top, and then I have a mirror. I have this. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a nice accessory. You know, so I have that. What purpose does that item fulfill? This fulfills that I have two of the same thing. Pretty much. Mm. But you just talked to me about this camera. Yeah. The C220. Somebody said it was great. Someone said it was Somebody great. Said it was all, great. The only camera you need is the C220. So that's sort yeah. of it. It's also not... Um, uh, I don't know who's... Uh, I don't know how I thin this one out. It's, it's not in the best condition, but uh, I do... Do you have a home for it? I, I do have a home for it. I... <laughs> I am sensing you may never have shot with this. Are, Are any of our listeners following here that I, I always have a home for it? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Are you showing enough gratitude toward your C220? No. no. But what if the C330 breaks? Someone um, come with me on this ride, please. 
Okay, you're describing, a, 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 you're, you're operating out of a, a stance of scarcity, that yes. there are no other C-330s in the world, but we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about the specific camera in your hand. Hold it close to your breast yes. and ask yourself if it sparks joy. It really doesn't spark joy. To the F pile it goes. You can keep the prism. The prism's nice. The prism's nice. Okay, to the F pile it goes. Next. Okay. I cannot believe, we, how many have we gotten through? About 10? <laughs> what is that? This is a Mamiya. C thirty three, never heard. Of um, it. now, now the now the show gets embarrassing. So now I have to show Jeff. <laughs> I've kept yeah. the um, the viewfinder down, but now I have mm. to open it and show him that this oh. is what's going on here. <laughs> oh, what's happening there? What's the problem there? It's broken. Oh, Gabe, this is a broken camera. Oh, Gabe, what purpose does that item fulfill? <laughs> it says no purpose whatsoever. Do you have a home for it? No. <laughs> Did ah. you hear that? It just clicked you, after yes. about eight hours after I pressed the shutter. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on bulb, right? Are you showing enough gratitude toward that None. item? None. Does it bring you joy? No. Or pain? Does it bring this you pain? This brings me to a little pain. To the pile it goes. And it's also yeah, heavy. Yeah, 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 to the F pile. Look how good you're getting. You're getting better now. Yeah, I am. Next. <laughs> oh. This is an this Icoflex. This is an Icoflex with a Simon Forster With a Simon Forster amazing uh, custom cap on it. Ah, and I have three okay. different colors. And um, I love this camera. But you can start asking me questions about this Icoflex What purpose 3. does it fulfill? Oh, I, I feel like it's a 1. Sorry, it's a 1A. Okay. Um, what does it fulfill? What purpose does it fulfill? It it's the purpose is that I've never used it, so I'm going to use it. So that's the purpose. How long have you had that? I've had this pro only about. Let's see. We started night shift. I've 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 only had it about ten years. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going only about ten weeks. Do you have a home for that item? Yes, I do. All right. Are you showing enough gratitude? You're saying you haven't shot with it yet. No. But I've just loaded it up with film, and I'm going to shoot with it. And I told this to Simon that I was going to shoot next week, mm. and that was about a month and a half ago. Boy, that's a tricky one. Does it spark joy? It does. I Look mean, at it. It's yeah, a beauty. It is pretty. I, and okay, I bought this in, in Albuquerque. Pile, but it's on probation, okay. Gabe. Put that in the B pile. Okay. Uh, you only you put film in that right before we started recording because you knew these questions I'm were no coming. I'm no dummy. <laughs> I understand. Okay. Oh my God, we're still in TLR. Okay, so, uh, okay, so this is a Yashica mat. Ah, one twenty-four G. It is a just Yashica mat. Know, I'm just guessing. Okay, hold that up. That's pretty. Okay, it's pretty until you see that... the viewfinder. What? Oh my God! What? <laughs> it's got two huge cracks across. What purpose does that item fulfill? Oh my God! What a heartbreak. <laughs> it um. There's no fulfillment. I got this at a garage sale. Oh. And it was $25. Is it's, there a home for it? Seems like it works. No. <laughs> Are you showing enough gratitude? Oh, and look at this. That? <laughs> look at this I've never <laughs> seen. Yes. It's corroded, Are you too. gratitude? Does it spark any joy there? No, this has got to go. To the F We should have a sound I mean, effect is... of, like, crashing, like where it's, like, yeah. tossed into a whole thing of metal. We're not if I was Mike yet. Rosso, we don't I would have, have a soundboard. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Golly, Gabe, we're at the 30-minute mark. Yashica, Should we keep going? Yashica Ooh. D. All right. Okay. What purpose does that fulfill? This is another camera that I love. Uh, I've never, ever used this. But it oh, works. Dear. Sounds like it works great. Yeah, it does. So Do you I, have a set uh, home You for know it? what I'm going to say? I'm going to say that... The ones that I haven't used, I have to use within two weeks or I have to get rid of them. I think I I'm... would say Marie Nikondo yes. does not have a provision like that. Oh, I'm a little <laughs> but upset about that's, that. But let's go through the questions. Do you have a home for that, Yashika? Yes. Are you showing enough gratitude? In other words, I'm going to. to. How about thing? that one? Does it spark joy at this juncture? Yes, right now it does spark joy. All right, stick that in the B pile. Okay, it's the only I, one that's sort I, of I don't work. love this. It doesn't work. I don't love this probation thing that, but I... Here's oh a Yashica 12. another camera. I don't know what that is. What's I don't Yashica either, because I've just taken it out for the show. 
because we have a show called I Dream of Cameras and we have a lot of cameras. Okay. All right. And what purpose does that item fulfill? None. I don't use it. Aha. Does it have a home? This is one I can actually admit to. Like, it's useless. Okay, put that in the F-pop. Yeah, We're this, not even going to go through the rest of the questionnaire. Okay, we only have right. one more. And we have one more. Look at this. One more. With editing, this will come down it. very quickly. <laughs> uh, and what's that? This is a Yashica Mat 124G. I've heard this is a very good camera. Yeah, okay. this is sort of a, very the pretty. fancy version. And the other thing, the other reason I like it is because... Look at that brassing. Ooh, that's pretty. Yeah, pretty. It's a nice. It's a nice shape. It's amazing. Yeah, that has a meter. Looks like it does. Oh, it doesn't. Nothing works. Okay. Nothing I have works. What purpose does that item fulfill? Um, this fulfills that I'm going to shoot with it. This and the other one. Game. But I'm narrowing to look how many I'm getting rid of. Do you think people are going to buy my cameras? How long have cameras? you had that? How <laughs> long have you had that? This one I've only had like 15 years. Only. I've never. Do you shot, have a home for I've it? I've never shot with it. Oh, yes, I have a home for it. Of course, I have a home. Are for you it. showing enough gratitude toward it? None. I show none other than Does that brassing is really cool. Joy. I know the brassing is cool. Um, it, yeah, it gives it me joy, joy? Uh, when I pick it up out of the uh, out of the thing. Oh my gosh, it does have a meter, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very yeah. excited that when he you can say it. But I just, I'm like, where's the Gabe? Meter? Did not even know this. I didn't even know it had a meter. I don't think it works. I am but. banishing that to the F pile. Oh, no, now, no, no. Now, if you want to swap it for one of the other, I promise I'm going to shoot with this camera in the next two weeks. You may, but for now, oh, my God. Do you have okay, another well, one? I, I think we... you should be very proud. We just got through. The funniest thing is Jeff said to me, oh, no, no, we'll get through all your cameras. We'll just get through all your cameras. We've gotten through okay. the TLR section. We've gone through the TLR section. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it sounds like you think we should close out this segment and maybe reopen this at a later date. Marie Nikondo. First of all, it was appearance. very it was very emotional. And yeah. um I I I do love her philosophy of getting rid of stuff and it's it's I have done that with other stuff in my house and I do have her yeah. book and I have um taken things and you really say is this something it's brought you know thank it as you're getting rid of it uh these are all things that she has uh taught me through her book all i do i picture that photography student that's what gets me there i i think I picture i'm that you. young student you know and she would be so happy to have yep. that camera in her hands even if yep. she had to take it and get it repaired I just feel that that person would be like her eyes will light up i think it's you know time. she's a student at ut time. austin I have a picture of her in my mind. Okay, She's so, so I need happy. to. Uh, so I need. I have a bunch of cameras to list. Is there an I dream of cameras uh, for sale section? Yes. <laughs> well, yes. Email Gabe at idreamofcameras at gmail.com if you want to make an offer for anything in the F pile. We didn't really plan to do that when we did this, but. <laughs> but this will be not? fun. We'll see. How many are in the A pile? Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens. How many are in the A pile right do now? Do I have to be honest? <laughs> yeah. Out of 17 cameras. There are six in the A pile. That's pretty good. Yeah. And there are like two or three in the B pile? Yeah, there's a couple in the right? B. Well, I'm combining the A and B, so that's really six altogether. Oh, okay. A and B? Six. So there's like that's 11 amazing. cameras. Yeah. That's amazing. Look at this. Take this lesson, listeners. Gabe is never going to do what I told him to do. But I promise but I will. We will see it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so look what we did. Using the teachings of Marie Kondo, we sorted through your collection, and you were really honest and open-hearted about that. And you still have amazing cameras, all the ones that I, you have. And the thing is, awesome. I love the idea of your situation. I love the idea that you have 40 cameras that work, or in, yeah. you know, pretty much all great and you're able to go pick one up and do it what i do is i have to go and test it and see if it works and on and on if every camera i could just grab that worked on my shelf and and was one yeah, that, that i'd use nice. all the time i would be so happy yeah i mean this may or may not be analogous i'm just to close out you know when i moved into my new house i had a lot of cds i don't i can't even quantify maybe a thousand. Oh my I had goodness a lot. i had a lot of cds that's a lot and when I moved in, they were all up on the shelf and it created this block of plastic right. on the wall of the room. Right. And then I moved them into the closet and it took up the, all the shelves in the closet. And I finally thought, you know what? 
almost all of these CDs are living in my iTunes library. And a CD itself, unless it's autographed by the band, and I have a few of those, or unless it's an extremely rare item, and those are quite few, is not an object to get sentimental about the way you get about a vinyl album. I'm not quite sure why that is, but that is the case. I called the guy at Amoeba. He came over with a van. He looked at the collection. He boxed them up, and he wrote me a check. Wow. Now, I was traumatized for about six weeks after those CDs left my house. Right. I didn't sell all of them, by the way. Right. I sold most of them. I was traumatized, and I would wake up in the middle of the night and go, wait a minute, did I sell the Big Dipper CD, Heavens? I hope I didn't sell it because the band sent that to me when I answered a trivia quiz online. Oh, Turned wow. I hadn't sold it, but this would happen to me. And then eventually that feeling receded because it's like, I still have the music. I still have the music and I can enjoy it anytime I want. Right. So you have these beautiful TLRs that you can enjoy anytime you want. And if you find yourself craving a Yashica with a broken <laughs> glass, I'm sure you can find one. I'm sure I can find one. I mean, it's true. It's true. And it also, you know what it else it is? It's a huge weight. Like all that's yes. the stuff, which yes. I have, have issues force with of everything. I have yeah. so much, like too many typewriters and too much stuff yeah. and if i could just start getting rid of stuff and that's why i bought her book which i love and it yeah. really helped well me. on our spin-off podcast i dream of typewriters we'll be doing a similar exercise <laughs> probably sometime next year I dream but of gang yes those of you out in potty land this is the thing we are coming out of a global pandemic it's a time of renewal it's spring it's soon to be summer look at your own collections and ask yourselves these questions i think it's a smart thing to do and think about that 22 year old girl at ut austin yes or whatever visual image suits you. Exactly. The camera will be delivered into that person's hands and they will be so happy. Think about it. Exactly. Okay. Coming up next, Gabe, I just want to tell you, I appreciate your openness to this exercise. Can and I, I wipe the sweat off my experience. brow now? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for indulging in this experiment. There will probably be a sequel because <laughs> as you said, we only got through the TLRs. Yes. Coming up next, I don't have a music cue to take us to this, but coming up next is our good friend, Danielle Robleski, girl with too many cameras on Instagram. She will be up momentarily. Okay, our guest today is Danielle Robleski from Girl with Too Many Cameras on Instagram. She's a great photographer who also features other amazingly talented photographers on Wednesdays with her Women with Film Wednesday feature, which you can also find on her Instagram. She lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and thankfully addicted to cameras just like we are. Danielle, welcome to the I Dream of Cameras. Hey, thank you so much for having me. We're so glad you're here. Yeah, very exciting. One thing I have to discuss right away is you, you know, we all love thrifting on this oh, yeah. interview right here. We can all just <laughs> admit it. So you go to this thrift store, okay, and you see that $10 Canon AE1. Yeah. What's your first thought? Is it like that there's something about it or like what made you you know so attracted to that camera and you wanted to use it you know oh man i don't know if i can really quantify it it mm -hmm. you know before i tripped across that very first um canon a you want a thrift store i didn't i didn't know anything about photography i didn't care about photography the only like element of photo taking i had in my life was just taking snapshots on my iphone but I don't know. It was, I liken it to that. Do, do we all remember that moment when we were kids and we're like in class and we see like the, a boy or girl across the room and you have like an instant crush on oh, them yeah. and yeah. you're just like, oh my God, like that guy is so dreamy. It was, it was like a, a similar feeling. I just like looked at this camera and it was just like an instant crush. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is the most beautiful thing <laughs> I have seen. It's just, it's, it's sparkly. It's silver. It looks like you know, it's obviously from a different time and it's, it looks historic. And I just, it just, everything about it just like, just spoke to me. And I thought, man, I don't know anything about photography and I haven't shot films since I was a kid when I was growing up, but I just, I, I knew I had to have it right at that moment. Yeah. Now, did you immediately go home and research everything about it? Is it was that kind of thing? Yeah. I was yeah, actually yeah. doing it in the car. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I, I was driving. Like, <laughs> Right. I was um I was like super scared to check out because I just kept thinking like this has to be a mistake like there's no way that this camera is really priced at ten dollars like 
some employee put a wrong price tag on it. I thought I'm going to get up there and they're going to be like, oh, by the way, this is actually 50. But I, you know, I was, I was so scared to check out. So when I checked out and they didn't say anything, I like hauled ass. <laughs> I was like, oh man, they're going to figure something out. I got it. Run. Get out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> and then as soon as I got in my car, before I even drove out of the parking lot, I just started Googling out my phone. I was like, I need to know everything about this camera. So you've gone, you've pretty much taken over Milwaukee thrift stores, right? You've gone oh, yeah. to almost all of them. Okay. Yeah. So let me tell you a brief side note. And I just thought of this. So I, uh, a couple of years back, went to the Milwaukee Film Festival for the Freaks and Geeks oh, nice. documentary. Okay. And um, we were we spoke at a few theaters, the Apollo and a couple other, like beautiful places. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just saying in between, I went to some thrift stores <laughs> and antique shops and there were a couple of cameras there. Uh, it was great. Like it was, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's not LA or New York. So you actually could find stuff there, which is really, really nice. Here, everything is picked over. Yeah. It's all Not just photographers, but like prop masters, art directors, they just, anything that's cool, they get it. Right. Yeah. I will say though, you know, since film is such a, like, uh, having a renaissance, you know, it's definitely has hit Milwaukee and there are like a handful of film shooters in the area that I know of. And I'm pretty sure we all try to like scope out the thrift stores. Oh, that's Um, great. So when I first tripped across that Canon, I kind of had like a a string of luck. I actually shortly thereafter, I found another Canon AE-1, but the program (laughs) version for $8. Um, And I just, I, but I have kind of noticed that in in recent, probably like last year or so, it's definitely died down a bit because I think some of the other people are are in my area are catching on, but you can still luck out here and there. Oh, that's great. Now tell us how uh, Women With Film Wednesday started. Like how, how did you get to that? Yeah, well, that was um, kind of happened by accident. It wasn't anything that I had been dreaming or planning of doing. But, you know, I think a lot of women in this community, you know, we have felt the issue of there's not enough representation of women. Shooting yeah, film. for sure. Um, and there's a lot of feature pages that feature way more men than they do women. And it, it just gets a little bit tiring to feel like you're a little bit invisible. And so back in December, I had just, I had seen an online poll that was like, who's your favorite film photographer on YouTube? And all the options to select were guys and none of the female YouTubers were out there. Right. Um, And I just, it was just one of those moments where I was like, oh man, I've had enough of this. So I just, I put a little rant in my stories, not really thinking anything would happen, but kind of went like viral. I got hundreds of messages and then I started shouting out women that I like that That's I great. want people to follow. And then just from there, I thought, you know, I want to keep this conversation alive. I want to keep recognizing these women. Um, and so that's where Women With Film Wednesday came up. Um, I just wanted something that I could do every week to try to keep this moving forward and keep highlighting women that I really admire. Yeah, I highly encourage people to go to your Instagram to discover new photographers because they're great. Like every time you'll find someone, you, you know, you haven't heard of and, and the work is really, really strong. So it's really exciting. Thank you. It is great that you're highlighting the work of these terrific women and you've got good taste. So you're kind of curating the world for us, <laughs> which, which is, is great. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is just so much fun to do. You know, there's, there's, when I first started doing this, so many people were recommending women to me and I thought that I followed a lot of women but then I was starting to get all these recommendations in of pe- women that I hadn't even heard of. And it's just, it's it's overwhelming how much talent there is out there. And it's just, it is such a joy to get to go through people's work and really kind of do a deep dive and like yeah. what shoot, what they love, and then to get to, um, you know, spotlight it and give them yeah. the chance to shine for a minute, you know? That's great. It's great. All right. Well, should I dive in, Gabe? Yeah, definitely. All right. I'm going to dive in now, Danielle, because you get interviewed a lot. And I've watched and read all of them. So I I challenged myself when Gabe floated the possibility that we would start doing interviews on the show. You were at the top of our list. But the challenge is when you talk to somebody who has talked about her work and her mission a lot, you want to ask her questions she hasn't been asked before. So I'm going to try and throw you like half a dozen 
Okay. Maybe you haven't asked about. And I'll tell you, they kind of all spring from the idea. I just want to talk a little bit more about you as an artist because you are so generous in this very Midwestern way about wanting to share your light with other people. And so I just want to talk to you a little bit about like your work as a photographer and your love of cameras. All right. Starting with, I think the portrait of Milwaukee that you show on Instagram is extraordinary. I just think people who have Laverne and Shirley in their heads or something, when they think of that city, I mean, just the architecture, your use of Portra, the color palette is really amazing. And I'd love for you just to talk a little bit about, this is your native city? This is where you were born? Um, not quite. I was, was born in Wisconsin, but I was born about an hour and a half North. Um, but like, weirdly enough, my mom was actually born in Milwaukee. My grandparents lived their lives in Milwaukee. They now live, uh, in Illinois, just, just across the border. But so it does feel a little bit like, uh, maybe fate brought me back here. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, I would love for you to just talk a little bit about exploring the city of Milwaukee and a misconception that people have about your city that you'd like yeah. to clear up. Yeah, I um that's that's really great. And I um I do just I I just want to say I love Milwaukee so much. I I feel like I have a little love affair with the city. When I first moved here, um oh gosh, over 5 years, five and a half years ago is when I moved here. Um I you know, I really didn't know anything about Milwaukee. I was moving here for a job um and I was had been living out of state for a couple of years and I was just really excited to get to move back to my home state. And I was kind of very quickly, I fell in love with how Milwaukee is such an amalgamation of different, very unique neighborhoods. One of the first shopping excursions I did when I moved here, I was telling the cashier like, oh, I just moved to Milwaukee. And they said to me, you'll love Milwaukee. It's the best small town, big city. And it's just like, I think that's the perfect way of describing it because it is such a big city, but each neighborhood has like a small town vibe to it. And its own personality. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I find it so fascinating to just check out the different neighborhoods and just walk around with armed with a camera and just document those areas, document the different architecture that's in those areas. Um, As for misconceptions about Milwaukee, you know, I think, unfortunately, I think a lot of people have some negative misconceptions about Milwaukee, you know, for, I know a couple of years we were like one of the technically like most dangerous cities. Um, And it's unfortunately known for also being a very segregated city. And when I was first moving here, I had a bunch of people like warning me, like, don't move to Milwaukee, you'll get killed or something. I just, (laughs) you know, it's, 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 it's such I, I don't, can I swear? Is it okay if I swear? I don't, yeah. Sure, say why something not? decorative. Why not? <laughs> it's just bullshit. It's bullshit. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, there, one of the things that I've learned is that it's just such a vibrant city. You know, we have so many wonderful cultural institutions here. We have so many beautiful museums and musical groups. There's always something new to go to when we're not in a pandemic. And each neighborhood, like I said, is just so alive and has such a unique flavor. Yeah. That's what I wish people would really know Milwaukee. Yeah, well, I think that, I mean, I feel like your photography is showing me, uh, as I said, a portrait of the city that I just don't really know. And it makes me kind of more interested in that as a destination, but particularly, as you said, like the architecture, the flavor place is really specific. This leads me to, you know, I think a lot of us who do this often hesitate to call ourselves artists. You know, sometimes we think of ourselves as hobbyists or something. What comes to mind when you think of of an artist and would you characterize yourself as one? Is everyone one? Yeah. Oh, man, that is a good one. You know, I'm good at this. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're you're absolutely right. I think it's really hard for people to recognize themselves as an artist, you know, because it sounds like such an uh, like I don't want to say honorable term, but it's like exalted. Yeah. 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 I know what you're saying. Um, but I think really, I think what it comes down to is, you know, an artist is somebody who creates something like out of their emotions and out of their love. And, you know, that's what an artist is. I think that's like what the most basic description of what an artist would be. And I, I guess I would call myself an artist. It does feel a little weird to say that I've, I've, I like it. (laughs) I've also like just struggled with calling myself a photographer. I just, I feel like. You know, that's that's that kind of goes hand in hand with the the artist thing. It's just it, it feels like I'm not a real photographer. I just do this for fun. I don't get paid. But like I 
I am a photographer and we, I think yeah. we all get better at, at yeah, just own things. it. Yeah, yeah because I mean, I've told this story on the podcast before, but when I directed my first episode of television, the AD gave me some advice. He said, you want to know the secret to being a director? Say you're a director. You know, it's like you just have to own it. You just have to say, right. this is this is where I'm coming from, and I have something that I want to express, and you do that. Okay, which leads me to, you know, <laughs> we've done a dozen or so episodes of this podcast, and one of the themes that has emerged, we believe... I think Gabe will echo me on this because yes. this seems to be sort of in sync, something we've talked about, that new gear, different gear, alters the gaze of the artist. It alters you when you pick up an AE-1 versus a Polaroid SX-70 oh, versus yeah. a Yoshiko. Okay, do you agree with that? And tell us your thoughts on how different gear you use change your approach, your style, your pace as a photographer. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I completely agree that it does. And I think a lot of it comes down to you know, gear all has different sorts of limitations, right? Like you'll, each camera does something a little bit different and that's going to be better suited for different situations. Like I also love to go hiking and taking nature photos. Um, but I wouldn't, I don't think I would take a box camera out in the woods. Like you wouldn't, Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be able to get anything out of that. You know, it's right. not going to have the right aperture or shutter speed to really capture something in a wooded trail. Um, so yeah, like I think it absolutely when when you're picking up a camera, like you're picking it up with a reason because you want to use it for this specific purpose because this camera has the right functionality of what you want to shoot. So I yeah, I completely agree with that. Okay, this is my most pretentious question, but I just I just think this is <laughs> one of my personal heroes is Susan Sontag. I, I wrote a whole pilot which was based on a fictionalized version of Susan Sontag, there was a quote that I found of hers where she said that she was firmly opposed to art as a form of self-expression or therapy. In other words, what she was saying is the job of the artist is to tell us what the world is like and not what you're like. Do you agree with that? Feel free to disagree. I, I'm just well, wondering what your take on that would be. I, I don't agree. I don't agree. I, I think, you know, ultimately... I think all art is what we want it to be. Like it's, it's what we make it. I don't think we really should have rigid rules about what art is or what should, how it's defined. It's different for each person, you know? Yep. Um, and I, I, I think that way too, like with film photography, there's so many, um, I guess you would say like tropes or stereotypes that you see in film photography that people like to make fun of, you know, shooting old cars, shooting gas, <laughs> stuff like that. But like, I just, yeah, we can poke fun and we can laugh at those things, but ultimately make the art you want to make. Right. You know, if you love shooting cars, shoot cars. If you want to shoot gas stations, on is still go for it. Like it's your art, make it the way you want. If you want, if you're using it as self-expression or you're just trying to document like the world around you, go for it. Have, everybody has their own motivations. Who made shooting gas stations on Cinestill the operative <laughs> cliche? Because I'm hearing that everywhere now and I don't know where it originated. You know, Ed Ruscha shot gas stations. Like, those right. are amazing photographs. Like, come on now. Where did that come from? Seriously, so I don't know crazy. I don't know where that came from. All right. I'm going to talk a little bit more about you and your photography now. Okay. Okay. Have you ever seen the movie Three Days of the Condor? I have, I've never even heard of it. <gasps> it's oh, very good. this is good. good. No, you'll this love is it. one of two Faye Dunaway movies where she plays a photographer. The other one being oh. Eyes of Laura Mars, which I actually have never seen. But <laughs> Three Days of the Condor is Robert Redford and Faye Dunaway. And Robert Redford is on the run because his CIA cell has been blown up. And he basically commandeers Faye Dunaway, who's like a random passerby, to help him escape from the bad dudes that are after him. Anyway, oh. they end up at her apartment and he sees her photography on the walls of her apartment. And he makes a judgment about her because there are no people in her photos. I wonder if that is fair because there are very few people in yours. What would you say to that? Uh, well, what kind of like, does he, how does he judge her? Like, is he saying that she's less of a photographer because- No, he's saying, no, no, I think no. he's saying that her life is empty and that, she, I'm not saying yours is, but he's okay. saying about her that her life is empty and that her life has no people in it. You know, that she has no connections to other people. Otherwise there would be humans in her photographs. That's mm -hmm. what he's effectively saying. Oh. Do you agree with that? Um, I don't agree with that. <laughs> Again, I don't agree with that. <laughs> 
Um, I think just people are drawn to shoot different things. You know, yeah. I more so like to just walk around and document the world around me. Other people prefer more to shoot portraits and, and, and humans. And I, I, I love portraits. Don't get me wrong. I, I would say actually of the photographers that I kind of, I, idolize the most most of them shoot portraits same yes (laughs) shoot the type of stuff I like it's uh you know I think really if anything I think I don't shoot humans more so because I'm maybe a bit too scared you know like that's all that's all you have to have a very keen sense of how to model how to pose a person ask them to do different things stand different ways look at the camera different ways and I I don't, I have no idea how to do that. The few times I've tried to do like self portraits, I like get in front of the camera and I like, I don't even know what to do with myself. (laughs) Well, they look great. (laughs) You you have set the table for my final question, actually. Okay. So yeah, you took some self portraits recently, which got a good response on Instagram. And I'd love for you to talk about making those pictures and yeah. how you feel about the woman you see in those photos. Is that you? Is it, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Talk to me a little bit about the process and then what you take away from that image. Um, yeah, I, I would say that is me. I feel like those those images are a good representation of me. I, To be honest, I've, up until a few months ago, I thought I would never take a self-portrait. I just, I, I don't like being in front of a camera. I hate taking selfies on my phone. I just, I don't take selfies. I hate right. it. But Lomography had reached out to us and they wanted to do a feature on uh, on me and my fellow uh, members who run the film sorority, one of our feature pages. And they asked for either professional headshots or some sort of a self-portrait. And I don't have professional headshots. And... I don't really have the means to quickly get professional headshots. So I just thought, damn it, I'm going to have to try to make a self-portrait work. And um, so that's what started me making them in the last few months. And I've actually been really, um, one, I just, I had no idea how difficult they were (laughs) to make. I I know more about that. I I just want to hear more about this because I'm the same way. Okay. (laughs) So I'm really curious about like the process you went through of making that image. Yeah, well, the very first one I did on instant film, I used my square Instax. And I honestly, I know people who do self portraits. And I always just thought, oh, it's so easy. You just set up your camera, you stand in front of it, click the shutter, you're done. No, no, not at all. I I got my Instax up on a tripod. And we were like about to have lunch. It was like 30 minutes till we were going to make lunch. And I was like, I'm just gonna take a quick portrait here. And then uh, we were like an hour late for lunch and I still didn't have a single usable one <laughs> because like by the time the image prints out, you're like, oh, that's, I wasn't quite in the center or no, I wasn't, I don't really like how I was posing. Um, it took like three hours just to get one decent self-portrait. Fantastic. Um, and Great. I, I was, I was exhausted. I was done. And I was <laughs> like, oh my, I never knew how difficult they would be, but then it like, at that point, like gets you addicted. You're like, damn, this is so hard. I want to keep working at like getting better Figuring at it. Out. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so that's where the next couple months came from because I was like, now I've had a taste of it. And now I like, I feel like it's something that I want to improve at. I've, I've, I've had my eyes open to how, how uh, much uh, talent and how, how difficult it can be. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've actually, I, for the girl who always hated being in front of a camera, I've kind of loved how they've turned out so far. That's great. Do you have a community of other photographers in Milwaukee that you go shoot with or that you, you said you have like gear hunting buddies, but do you have other photographers like that you get together with to shoot? Uh, you know, not too. I know that there are other film photographers in the area. We're all connected on Instagram. We message from time to time, but we haven't really done too many photo get togethers. Yeah. We did one back last summer. Um, and then of course with the pandemic, you know, we don't really yeah, do much yeah. more, but we would like to do some more get togethers, but up till now I haven't really had a chance to really hang out with them in person too much. Yeah. We were just talking, I'm terrible at like, street photography and stuff because i'm scared of people i (laughs) I like them i like them once the ice is broken but i'm really really shy about going up to people and gabe is an incredible portrait photographer i mean his entire instagram is gorgeous portrait photography of gorgeous people which probably helps Um, thank you (laughs) um but he's just got an incredible i so admire him for the incredible feel he has for working with his subjects and uh 
I would be really interested to see, like the as your journey continues forward, what you would do with portraiture and self-portraiture, because you have such a command of technique yeah. at this point. I think you really know films. You really got you know that you kind of have down. But I'd be excited to see if the next part of your adventure included portraiture or street photography or self-portraiture or whatever. I'd be really interested to see where you go. Yeah, thank you. I really i I would like to try portraiture at some point. Like I said, it's it, the daunting aspect is like the how do I pose people and how do I frame them, and right. that seems so scary. But it's something I would love to try at some point. Um, so maybe we. I actually really want to do like a women only photo walk. Oh, neat! Walk. That's yeah. a great idea um, because there are actually a handful of female film shooters here in the area. Um, I've gone on several other, not necessarily film photography photo walks, but I've gone some photo walks in the area before and I've always ended up the only woman in it. Right. And then a lot of the guys like didn't want to talk to me or they just <laughs> to talk to themselves and not to me. Oh, and it just felt like really weird and awkward. So I'd, I'd love to do like a women only um, film photography, like get together here in the city. And I think if I could swing that and convince them all to do portraits together, I think that'd be, great. be amazing. 100% yeah. do that. Oh yeah. my God. I think that's such a great idea and a logical extension of the work you've been doing on Instagram to sort of highlight women photographers and empower them. I just think that would be tremendous. Yeah. I mean, you don't need my encouragement, but you have it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're encouraging. Yes. Thank you so much. What else, Gabe? That well, Those I were all my more, sexy, pretentious question. questions. Oh, good, good. And so... Okay, so I, for some reason, have a huge fear of large format. Okay? Oh, okay. And I was so impressed that you went, oh, I'm doing large format. And I'm going, I need to know, <laughs> like, when you first, what was the first large format camera you got? And did you just dive in? Did you just go, I'm just going to do it. And this is it. My biggest fear is actually starting it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I did uh, very unplanned kind of dived into it. Um, I similar to you for a long time. I was just a little too scared. It just wow, it's so big and exactly like how developing is going to be so much harder. And and then how do I scan? I the holders to... putting the film in the holder. Yeah. Yeah. that's it for well, me. It's terrifying. Every it's aspect terrifying. of large format is right. so daunting. Yeah. And so it was always kind of like a, a long, long shot dream for me. Um, yep. I even did like an interview back in February where they asked me like, are you going to do large format? And I was like, oh, not for years. And then like a month later, I have large format. Great. It just, it kind of happened very randomly. I had a friend, a friend who had a friend who was trying to sell off a bunch of estate cameras they had inherited through their family. Um, and one of them was a nine by 12 centimeter large format camera and oh nine by 12 gosh. centimeters just shy of four by five it's right. like like a centimeter smaller right so than four by five and um i saw that and i thought damn maybe i i don't you know i don't know maybe i should get this camera they were offering a really good deal on it and i i had not planned to actually do any large format for like i said years but i just i didn't want to pass up on it so i grabbed it and at the same time i had some like Graflex cameras that were like on my wish list on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, just as just not that I was going to seriously buy one of them. I just had them like on my watch list just for fun and see what they're going for. And like one of the eBay sellers like randomly offered me like a crazy good deal on oh, one of cool. the speed graphics. So then I was like, well, shit, maybe I should just get a speed graphic at this Absolutely. Same time. <laughs> Um, So because it felt like you know, I'll probably do this at some point in the future. And if I'm getting a good deal now, why wait two years? Like, just do oh, it yeah. now. Um, you know, I, I've loved it so far. I actually haven't shot the speed graphic yet. I've just been shooting the 9 by 12 But I, I would it's not as scary as, okay. as, as it seems. Um, loading <laughs> up the film is actually really not that hard. Loading in the film holders, I... I you know, a lot of people I read, I watch videos where they're like, just destroy a few sheets, take them out in the light and practice loading them in the light. I didn't even do that. I just popped mm -hmm. them in the film, the changing oh, bag, great. and I had it from the get-go. Okay, good. Yeah. It's yeah, we had a saying from several episodes ago, I have the gear, but I have the fear. That's, yes. where, Gabe is with, that's where Gabe is with large yes, format right I, now. I'm going to take out the speed graphic that's in the closet and uh, <laughs> try it. Oh, final little thing, since, uh, you know, we got it, we're obligated to ask, what camera are you enjoying using the most right now? 
Oh, I am obsessed with my Rico Diacord. What? What's yeah. a Rico Diacord? What is that? It's a twin lens. It's a really oh, okay. twin lens. Um, it's kind of like I obviously it's not well known, but it was, I guess, at the time like the direct competitor to the Minolta Autocord. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And it was another complete random. I was on Facebook Marketplace, some lady in the city was selling like a huge box of old cameras for 50 the whole box was 50 bucks oh my gosh and there were box cameras in there there were old polaroids in there a couple old folding cameras and i you know most of those i'm not super interested in getting anymore i have a ton of folding cameras and box cameras i don't need anymore and you you know you can't shoot them all that much right um their uses are pretty limited but tucked in the box was this like little tlr that I saw in the photo and I just thought, no, oh, that looks pretty unique right. and 50 bucks. Why not? So I grabbed this box. She, she had never used any of the cameras. It was something that she had gotten from her parents and wow. um, the thing still works perfectly. It takes gorgeous shots. All of the recent six by six photos I've been posting have been taken with the Rico diet. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, That's great. I That's just, a great tip. I love yeah. hearing about a camera we've never talked about before. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely head over heels for it right now. Great. All right, Gabe, look what we just did. We just, just interviewed did Girl with Too Many Cameras. And we, did we so ask excited. you questions you get asked a million times? No, we did no. not. <laughs> we came at you with fresh questions. There you go. I, I very much appreciate that. It is always nice to get, to get some new ones in the mix. We're very excited about that. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for joining us today. We're big fans and and continue the great work and and we'll tune in. And also please go to Women with Film Wednesdays. It's it's such a great feature on uh, Girl with Too Many Cameras. It's very exciting. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Take care. Thanks again. Yep. Bye. All right, we're back. Thank you to Danielle for that excellent interview. Thank you for spending time with us. And thank you for answering questions you have never been asked. Exactly. On any other podcast. This has been episode 13. We anxiously await our pickup. You may reach out to us at idreamofcameras at gmail.com. You may put us on blast on our respective Instagrams, either Gabe Sachs or S. Jeff Greenstein on the Instagram. Gabe, what else can they do? You can contact Sunny16 and say, please save I Dream of Cameras. I think oh, that I love that. Be, please contact that. them and say, please save us because we need to be yes. saved. That's Act really like it. we're pushing daisies or some other bubble show. Exactly. And, and deluge the network with postcards. Yes. I think people brought pies to the network. Oh, that's a great idea. Daisies. Please yeah, send, so bring Graham, us pies. send Graham some pies. Zorkies. And uh, on the notes, save I Dream of Cameras. We'll be fine. Yes. All right. Thank you to Danielle. Thank you to Gabe for this experiment. Thank you to our faithful listeners. You guys are more lovely than ever. The messages and response are getting a bit great. Thank you to Keith Greenstein, our art director. Thank you to Fred Corey, our music director. Gabe, talk us on out of here. Remember, you can have too many cameras. And... uh, Sometimes it's sad to get rid of them, but you'll get over it. That's what I got there out of this go. episode. I'm going to get over All it. Right. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>